What's up, my dude? It's your boy. I'm back. Tommy is here. Okay, with another epic banger episode. This is just a reminder that you're listening to the NCCYL show on 92.7 CFF FM Trench Radio. You can also listen to our previous podcast on Spotify and can re-listen to this one once it gets uploaded around a week later. In today's episode, we will be discussing about celebration from around the world and what they actually mean and how to celebrate them so that you can also celebrate these events with us. At this point, you may wonder, why are we devoting a whole 30-minute podcast to talk about celebration and what it actually mean? When all we need to know is that we get a day off and get to celebrate and get to party. Well, it is because Canada is such a culturally diverse country that many Canadians celebrate or at least know somebody who celebrate this tradition that we will be talking about today. That is why it is important to know what these celebrations mean and how to actually celebrate them properly so that we do not disrespect anybody's tradition and celebration. And most of these diverse celebrations also have requirements and challenges that you may have to do before you get to party, like Ramadan, and how you have to go fasting before, you know, a big food party. And there are also some that you should celebrate in a different and unique way, like the Chinese New Year's and their firework. I mean... Imagine having an ice cream day celebration, but everybody is eating donut. Wouldn't it really be making sense, would it? Now that I have explained why we must know why this celebration mean, let's move on to the celebration that we are going to explain to you today. These following celebrations are what we are going to talk about. Tony, we will be talking about Lunar New Year. A celebration that I must ask. Why are there so much fireworks and free money for kids? I mean, I'm not complaining about free money from adults, but I am suddenly curious how it got started in the first place. Miranda will be talking about Easter, a celebration that I'm sure most of you know what it means, but actually don't know why it exists. I also bet you guys don't really know, like, What's like the big meaning behind it and like how much of a big deal it is to the Christian community until you listen to us anyway. Maria will be talking about Ramadan, a celebration where most people in Canada know that it is hard but don't actually know how extreme it actually is. And it's also not just fasting. Like I said, there will be a big food party at the end just celebrate the fasting in general yeah the tradition also involved in this celebration vary from time and celebrated to ways of celebrating among several other factors that's why it's important for us to celebrate them properly and careful to not disrespect others tradition and celebration because you will soon know they take a lot of preparation and time to celebrate these events and also a lot of devotion as well. Now, 
that the boring introduction is out of the way, let's move on to the more exciting part of exploring these celebration origins. This is Tommy, you are listening to the NCC Wire Show, and let's move on to the next segment. Tony, this way you uh, start talking. Hello everybody, you're listening to the NCCYL show on 92.7 CFFF FM Trent Radio. My name is Tony, and today I'm with two fellow members of the NCCYL, Miranda and Maria. My name is Maria, and today each of us will be talking about a significant celebration from our own cultures that are either currently taking place, upcoming, or has just recently occurred. My name is Miranda, and our goal today is to inform everybody was listening about celebrations from different cultural backgrounds so you can become more knowledgeable about the reasons why people celebrate different things and what means to them. Talking about Chinese New Year, this celebration is important to me because it is the biggest one in my cultural background. Since my family originates from China, Chinese New Year is not only celebrated by Chinese people but is also celebrated by several other East Asian countries. It is also known as the Spring Festival or Lunar New Year by countries that celebrate it. Oh really? Like which countries? Countries like Vietnam, South Korea, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Japan, Philippines, and Indonesia. That's really interesting how different cultures share the same celebration. Yeah, and this celebration has already passed and took place from February 1st to February 15th, 2022. But unlike most celebrations, Lunar New Year doesn't have the same specific day every year. Instead, it follows the lunar calendar, which is d- very different from the typical solar calendar we use in Canada. Wow, that makes sense, since it's called Lunar New Year. Yes, and let me tell you more about it. The, lu- the Lunar New Year is believed to have first been celebrated around 3,500 years ago, but has not been confirmed for sure. Wow, that's really old. And how do people celebrate it? People celebrate Lunar New Year in many different ways. The most common is having a big family reunion dinner where people exchange red packets with money inside to wish good luck and prosperity. Other traditions include lighting firecrackers and cleaning the house. Traditionally, firecrackers have been used to scare to scare away any evil spirits that may cause harm during the new year. There is a legend in Chinese mythology that a monster that a monster named Nian would cause harm to villagers on Chinese New Year's Eve. The villagers figured out that burning dry bamboo created a popping sound, which scared away Nian. So the tradition was born to use firecrackers on, on a Lunar New Year. It's pretty cool to see how the use of firecrackers evolved over the years. For sure. And another main theme of Lunar New Year are the animal zodiac signs. Every year has an animal associated with it. For example, in 2022, is the year of the tiger. There are 12 total animals, and the cycle repeats every 12 years, meaning the next year for the tiger will be in 2034. What year you are born on determines your personality in Chinese culture and is very similar to star signs in Western cultures. The 12 animals are the rooster, dog, pig, rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, and monkey. That's super cool. What are your Chinese zodiac animals? Mine is the rooster. I think I was born on the year of the monkey. And mine is the pig. I hope you are able to learn something new about Chinese New Year. 
before we move on to Miranda's segment, here's a song related to Chinese New Year. Now it's time for Miranda to talk about Easter. So what is Easter, Miranda? Good question. So Easter is one of the principal holidays in Christianity. It marks the re- resurrection of Jesus three days after his death on Good Friday. And Easter is also the jo- joyous celebration of the end of the Lenten season. So could you tell us more about how it started? Yes. So before the celebration of Easter, Christians observed the Lenten season, which lasts for a period of 40 days. It begins on Ash Wednesday, and on this day, Christians receive the imposition of ashes on their foreheads as a sign of penitence, hence the name Ash Wednesday. The Lenten season is the time of fasting and abstinence. Sundays are more relaxed. This is done in imitation of the time Jesus was in the wilderness before he began his ministry. The last week of Lent is known as the Holy Week. Why is it considered holy? It's because the Sunday is observed as the, as the Passion Sunday. On this day, Christians celebrate the arrival of the Messiah in Jerusalem on a donkey. Everybody gets palm leaves. The palms are also served for the next year's Ash Wednesday. The Sunday is then preceded by the Monday Thursday when we celebrate Jesus' last supper with the disciples. The next day is the Good Friday when Jesus was crucified. The Holy Saturday marks the transition from crucifixion to resurrection. And finally, the Sunday when Jesus was resurrected from the dead at early sunrise. On this day, everyone is celebrating, families have huge, huge festivities, and that is what I believe is Easter. Okay, so before we move on to Maria's segment, here's an Easter song for you. Wow, that's a really long celebration. Thanks for sharing about Easter, Miranda. Now, Maria will talk about Ramadan and Eid. Hello again, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed the long weekend we had for Easter. Another celebration that's been going on with Easter this April is Ramadan. It seems like this whole month has been full of different religious celebrations. This April is Easter, Ramadan, and Passover. Yes. It's very rare for three major holidays of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam to occur at the same time, especially because none of them have a fixed date of celebration every year. Ramadan is the most sacred month in the Islamic calendar, and the beginning and end of Ramadan are determined by a moon-setting committee in Saudi Arabia, called the New Crescent Moon, which can be tricky since it's quite faint and can be only seen for about 20 minutes. This year, it started on 2nd April. That sounds similar to the Chinese lunar calendar. Yes, but unlike Chinese lunar calendar, the Islamic calendar calendar does not use leap months or days to account for the difference in length of the solar year. Therefore, the name months do not remain in the same seasons. Next year, Ramadan will probably start in late March. So what is Ramadan all about? Ramadan is famously known as a month for Muslims to fast, but the most important goal of Ramadan is to reflect on yourself and to become a better person and get closer to your faith. 
In the year 624, when Muslims migrated to Medina to escape persecution, the month of Ramadan was declared holy by the virtue of the start of the mission of the Prophet and the revelation of the Quran. And how do Muslims celebrate it? We celebrate it by fasting every day of Ramadan. This means no food or drinks from dawn to sunset. Apart from that, there are many more rules for fasting, but food and drinks are the ones that are strictly obeyed by most people. We fast to gain more self-control, reflect on our lives, and to get closer to God. When it's sunset, we eat iftar, which is just the name of a meal we eat at the end of our fast for the day. And once in a while, my family goes to the mosque to eat iftar with the people in our community and pray together. During Ramadan, we also give a lot of donations to those in need and try to do as many good deeds as possible. That all sounds great, but wouldn't fasting be really unhealthy for some people? You're right, and that's why it's only obligatory for Muslims from the age of puberty and certain people like travelers, elderly, sick, pregnant, and breastfeeding mothers are exempt from fasting. Now that makes more sense. It must be a big celebration after Ramadan ends. Thanks for mentioning, because that's exactly what I was going to talk about next. Eid al-Fitr is a three-day-long celebration to celebrate at the end of Ramadan. The name Eid literally translates to festival or feast in Arabic, and there are two Eids in a year, but today I'll shortly talk about Eid al-Fitr. So, how is Eid celebrated? Eid al-Fitr is the time for charity. Eid is meant to be a time of joy and blessing for the entire Muslim community and a time for distributing one's wealth. We have special morning prayers. People greet each other with Eid Mubarak, which means blessed Eid or like happy Eid, and with formal embraces. Sweet dishes are prepared at home and gifts are given to children and to those in need. And in addition to that, Muslims are encouraged to forgive and seek forgiveness. People from different countries celebrate it in different ways and like some decorate their houses with lights or flowers, and some prepare special food for their friends and family that come to their houses. That sounds like lots of fun. It seems like all our celebrations have a lot in common. So before we end off, here's a song related to Eid. Yeah, like none of them have a fixed yearly date and they're all for family and friends to get together and have a great time. I think getting to spend time with family and friends is the best part about holidays. That's right. And thanks to everyone for listening to the NCC Wireless Show on 92.7 CFFFM Trend Radio. We'll come back again next month with another episode. And this was Miranda, Maria, and Tony. Have a good day, everyone. Hi everyone, this is Miriam and you're listening to the NCCYL show on 92.7 CFFF FM Trent Radio. Since today's episode is focusing on celebrations around the world, we wanted to introduce you all to an event that's hosted annually that celebrates cultural diversity within our community. 
This event is known as International Night and has been hosted for the past 10 years by Kenner CVI. The theme for this year is festival celebrations around the world, and today we'll be interviewing Peter Mullins to learn more about International Night and its significance. Mr. Mullins is the International Baccalaureate Program Coordinator at Kenner and has facilitated International Night for the past 10 years. Hi, Mr. Mullins. How are Hi. you today? Hi, Miriam. I am, I am just fine. It's great to be here. Thanks for asking me. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Um, so I'll start off with our first question about International Night. Um, so what would you say is the goal of International Night? Um, how did it kind of start out? And what do you feel is the importance of this in our community? Um, okay, well, I, I, International Night came, started about the second or third year that we, we had the IB program at Kenner. And I think it, I think it originally came about as a, because people, both faculty and students, wanted to explore different ways to deepen and, and, and more deeply embrace international thinking outside of the classroom, importantly, outside of the classroom. And and, 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 and so International Night became a, a vehicle for that. And at, at the beginning, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, run, you know, actually primarily by teachers. And one of the interesting things, and I know, I, I know that we may talk about this a bit later, but one of the things that I value the most about International Night is the extent to how it's been embraced by students uh, over the years and become a, a really wonderful planning event uh, for for them to 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 explore these these complicated issues. So I feel like Peterborough, um, you know, the Peterborough that I came to as a Trent student in nineteen eighty eight, you know, was dramatically different than it is now. The Kenner Collegiate that I came to in 2002 is dramatically different than it is now. And I think one of the most exciting and, and dynamic changes that has happened in our community and in our school has been this you know, amazing burst of diversity that's happened in our, in our school community. And so I think it's really important um, right now where we have so much evidence uh, before us that the world is truly interconnected and that our that our concerns and our challenges are shared I just feel that so strongly that celebrations of, of our connection um, and, and our diversity are, are vital for the health of our community overall Yes, I agree. Um, it's been so meaningful to be able to be a part of this and um, a lot of the students that I have been talking to are really excited to be able to take part in um, celebrating that cultural diversity that we see reflected in our school and in our community. Um, another question we wanted to ask was um, how you feel International Night has evolved over the years since we know it has been run uh, for such a long time. How do you feel it's kind of shifted? Well, I know that I mentioned this earlier, but I think one of the most dramatic and important sh shifts has been the, the, the way that, that students have not just embraced it year after year, but have seen it. Uh, as a vehicle for personal growth, for the development of, of different skills, for um, something that they, they wanted to bring um, to the community because of, of their own experiences as students and as, as, uh, as community members and as internationally minded people. So I, I really have um, uh, admired um, you know, the, that shift in terms of uh, leadership um, that, that has happened around this event. I have also seen it change and adapt 
um, its concerns and its scope to some really important and challenging uh, issues that have faced us in, in, the, in the Peterborough and global community in the last few years. You know, really embracing, um, trying to be uh, partners uh, and and uh, cohabitors with indigenous uh, people in this community, for example, or uh, really focusing on uh, the needs of uh, educational needs of women and children uh, internationally in response to things like the, the global uh, um, sustainability goals of the United Nations. And I just feel uh, that, the, that the event has become deeper. Um, and, 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 and is able to, to speak to those issues. I think there's a really nice combination of, of wanting to, to, to be part of, of the work that's happening in our community, and I'm extremely proud uh, that this year that, that, that uh, the, the leadership team has decided to support the new, new Canadian Centre. I think that's a great example of a partnership between a school and an agency that's doing really important work in our community, and I just, that, I just think that that in itself is, is something really noteworthy about this, uh, this event. Right. Thank you so much for your response. Um, you mentioned that you feel the event has become a lot deeper in recent years. Uh, how do you feel the theme for this year's event, uh, Festival Celebrations, explores the international mindedness that you were talking about and really embraces cultural diversity within our community? Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Miriam. Um, when I first heard uh, the festival theme, I was a, a little bit skeptical. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you because I, I feel like sometimes international celebrations, uh, f you know, focus on things uh, like like music, like like festivals, perhaps, or other things, and and don't dig deeper. Um, what I've been really impressed with. Uh, as this year's theme has emerged is how um, you've wanted to really explore um, you know festivals uh, that have that are connected uh, with some of the most important issues that we're facing uh, um, jointly in our community and in, in our world I've been really impressed with how um, you know your leadership team has has reached out to uh, other uh, people in the community with knowledge and has, have allowed them to help you shape your vision. Um, and I, I, I see that as, um, as, as really important work because we need celebration right now. Um, the world's tired, uh, our community's tired, you know, our school's tired, you're tired. Um, we've, we've, we've been through a, a huge challenge and so that combination of a, of a theme that, that hits um, at, I think, the psychological reality of, of people right now who really want to celebrate, combined with that, that, that request to turn our vision um, beyond this, the idea of celebrating into some of those deeper issues that concern us as, as global citizens, to me is a really strong uh, combination. So it's been really neat to watch the theme emerge. Thank you so much for your response. I completely understand what you're talking about being tired and we're really excited to uh, be able to have something to celebrate in a really community fashion where we can share with each other and really learn from each other. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the NCCYL show today. We really appreciate your meaningful responses and your insight. Thank you um, very much for inviting me, Miriam. I, it honors me to have been asked to do this. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. 
International Night will be held on June 1st from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Kenner CVI in the Eldon P. Ray Auditorium. If you're interested in attending, please feel free to contact us anytime at 705-933-4086. Thanks so much for listening. Yo, your favorite radio broadcaster is back. Was there anything new that you learned from this podcast? Do you have a different perspective about Easter, Chinese New Year's, or slash and Ramadan? Are you going to celebrate them? I mean, who would not, right? It's like an extra excuse to skip school or work, and an extra opportunity to throw a big party and eat a lot of ice cream as well. How about International Night? Are you going to visit it? I would recommend that you do, because it's like this episode, except you get to interact with the people and also hang out with the community. Plus, it's a fundraising event for new Canadians as well. So you're making the world better without even knowing it. Anyway, this show is about to reach its usual 30-minute mark. So it's time to for me to move on and do something like eat banana flavor ice cream. I hope you learn a lot today and maybe have some laugh at some of my terrible ice cream jokes. Anyway, it's your host Tommy and this NCCYL show on 92.7 CFFF FM train radio. See you next month. Bye. I miss you. Eat ice cream. <laughs>